Hello and welcome to Roll Plus Heart. My name is Jen and I'll be your GM for today's one-shot session of Mundane Magic and RPG by Lisa Penrose. With me today as always is... Bex Watson playing Agamede the Old. And Helen Gaffney playing Quince the Sparkly. And Sarah Keep playing Vera the Convivial yet irascible. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to be using one of the three missions that is included in the RPG pack um, by Lisa Penrose, but I've uh, twisted it a little bit for our purposes. So Mundane Magic is a game about a coven of crones who are charged with the care of all mortals. Using the mighty loom of destiny, you wield powerful magic to weave the fabric of reality. Or at least you would if one of your fellow crones, definitely not you, hadn't broken the loom. Again. The problem is the fabric of reality doesn't just weave itself. You scan the various interlinking threads spooling chaotically into the loom, and you notice one that needs guidance. In Victorian London, in a timeline where people descended from dinosaurs, don't think about it too much, a thread is threatening to snap, and chaos magic is spilling into the timeline. Miss Tilly Rex is an eligible young dinosaur debutante with a number of dinosaur suitors. Luckily, her parents chose her true dinosaur, Love, Ada Raptor, beginning a family tradition of allowing children to arrange their own marriages and pursue their own interests. This carnivorous family tree of modern-minded dinos would produce a number of influential reptiles, including Emmeline Pankatops, Marie Stoposaurus, and Rosalind Frankadocus. <laughs> it's three days before the Rex breakfast ball, when Tilly's parents will choose her spouse. Ada is a sweet but bumbling velociraptor, clueless about high society, who's only admired Tilly from afar, and Tilly has no idea that Ada exists. Three facts about this world. Dinosaurs can talk and do all things humans could do in our, our timeline's Victorian era. Dinosaurs love, love, love breakfast foods, especially crumpets, and political tensions between carnivores and herbivores are growing. Three problems must be solved. Ada doesn't know the first thing about high society manners and expectations. Ada has nothing nice to wear and Tilly has no idea who Ada is. It's a shame the loom is broken again. Let's not point fingers. I guess you're going to have to do this the old-fashioned way. Descend into the mortal realm and interfere with their everyday lives using your witchy magic and wits. So I'm just going to recap the rules briefly because this one's a little different to the things we've been playing in the past, the Grant Howitt RPGs and Thirsty Sword Lesbians. This is... Um, Sort of a new game rules. So crones can cast spells using a pool of spell tokens, which I was going to go get. Okay, so I've got some um, skulls and roses tokens. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, so I'm going to use skulls as chaos and non-skulls as magic. So the rules of the game: crones can cast spells using a pool of spell tokens to be determined at the start of the game, which I'm going to determine right now by rolling a six-sided dice. I rolled a four. With a four, it means you ha it is a waxing crescent moon. So you start with two spell tokens and one chaos token. Um, up to three tokens can be used for any one spell. Up to three spell tokens, that is. And with each token, you increase the power of the spell. Each time a spell token is used, it gets flipped over to become a chaos token, which I, as the GM, can then spend to introduce chaos into the story and create some consequences. When I spend chaos, the token gets flipped over again to become a spell token, which can then be used by the witches to cast spells. And so the cycle goes on. Each crone also has a gift, uh, has three gifts and a focus. The gifts represent their natural strengths and talents and informs how they tackle challenges. Each crone has had five points to distribute among the three gifts of minutia. 
which is like knowledge, muscle, which is strength and agility, and moxie, which is like charm. The gift points can be used to cast simple spells that do no harm, to negate chaos tokens, to do relevant mundane actions, and to do special actions that are tied to each gift. So minutia can be used to ask me a question, muscle can be used to remove a foe, and moxie can be used to avoid double the chaos tokens. Um, gift points can be regenerated by using spell tokens to do mundane shit in an extravagant way, i.e. by casting a spell to do it rather than using your gift points to do a mundane thing. So that means that um, instead of trying to solve a problem like a normal person, <laughs> our witches over time are encouraged to use spells, at least with a bit of magic to get mundane things done. A crone's focus, meanwhile, determines what kind of spells they can cast, and each focus is magically bonded to the crone in question. So now that we've uh, recapped the rules, let's get into it. Meow. We cut to a dark room. The edges so dark that they are almost untouchable. Perhaps this room goes on for eternity. And at the center, a ring of candles flickering in an ethereal wind. And within the pool of mystical light stands three crones, three beings of pure magic, each looking towards the centre at a loom that is quite clearly broken again. Would you like to introduce yourselves, my dear crones? I get to call you crones all day today. This is nice. You can do. You can call me hag if you like, because that is actually my initials. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Hag. I am I'm a hag. hag. I'm in fact a hag by name, hag by nature. <laughs> hag, it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> it is. It's my lifestyle. It's my aesthetic. I think it's time to reclaim hag. Um, <laughs> my aesthetic is dancing hag. <laughs> dancing hag. So let's start with our dear Vera. Yeah, Vera is 57. She uses she, her pronouns. She Her fatal flaw is that she has an obsession with human pop culture. And her mortal memento is a deck of Pokemon cards that she believes to be representations of real animals that do exist in the world. <laughs> uh, her focus is uh, familiar, and it is a small owl named Woodsy the Owl, who is a anti-pollution owl he's mm. very adamant <laughs> entirely it. of your own creation i'm sure yeah not based on <laughs> any obscure mascots from no copyright no. issues here at all no doesn't wear lederhosen no just a normal yeah. owl <laughs> um agamidi so agamidi is visibly very old she has a wispy hair that's going very thin a wrinkled kind of kindly looking face the teeth almost certainly dentures she's got little stick thin arms and legs she is old as balls she's a she her pronouns she's a well-meaning old crone whose fatal flaw is that she's grown very forgetful in her thousands of years of existence Natural. she has one mortal memento of her first ever visit to a different timeline um on a different mortal plane a signed picture of Humphrey Bogart, a charming young man who she keeps meaning to go back and visit. And her focus is a little bag of Werther's originals that she keeps in her dressing gown pocket. Very nice. Ah, uh, Quince. 
Yes. Quince the Sparkly is what you might think of as a bit of a bimbo. She's ditzy, yet oddly insightful. I think it's probably accidental, though, let's be real. She enjoys, most of all, sparkly things. That is her fatal flaw. She is like a magpie, but uh, a human. (laughs) Crucially, not an actual magpie this time. Not a magpie this time, guys. Get that in your head. Um... (laughs) Her mortal memento is a unicorn purse that she bought from Quality Save or Home Bargains or whichever one of those that you know. (laughs) Poundland, even. We've all got one. There's not a single timeline in existence that doesn't have one of these. That doesn't have at least a Poundland adjacent scenario. And her focus is a looking glass because she likes looking at herself. Nothing wrong with that. Why not? Um, Can we we assume that all... We see all timelines kind of at the same time, which is how Pokemon and Humphrey Bogart... Yeah, can be involved in Victorian oh, Dino yeah, yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just checking. Humphrey Bogart. The I might actually be able to kill dinosaur. Mr. Kipling. <laughs> oh my god, Humphrey Bogart is a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay, you might actually meet Mr. Kipling. It's <laughs> true. I need to look up Mr. Kipling. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Hang on. When, when did that exceedingly <laughs> good second, man guys. exist? Who, who? Maybe he never did. <gasps> it's hard Twist. to say. Right, so our three witches, here you are, stood around your broken loom, and yet you have noticed a problem that needs fixing. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I think I, I, I might have had a little nap. What was going on? Agamedes, did you break the loom again? Um, no, Dot, no. You think these old bones can break anything? I can barely weave these days, my knuckles giving me... Terrible pain. It's getting very cold. Mythics the witch doth protest too much. Yeah, don't try and change the subject about your knuckles and the cold. It's always cold. Oh, come on now, dearies. The the fact is, no matter how it's broken, it's broken. And we need to go and fix, um, um, yes. The, um, you know, we we talked about it. We talked about it. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we can, we can all agree that Agamedes broke the loom. No, no, no. Oh, I think I think definitely she broke the loom. I, I yeah. mean, she must have just stumbled into it. She's getting a bit blind now, isn't she? I think. Oh, um, isn't that terrible? Maybe, oh, I, maybe I did. I, I'm, oh. you know, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm very, I did, I'm very sorry. I, oh, ju- no. I just... This yeah. has crossed over into elder abuse now. <laughs> so quickly, I, I do feel bad about it. It's so it's okay, Quinine. I'll I'll get it fixed. Well, th- thank you. Uh, my name's Quince. Quince. Yes, yeah, that's Quince. what I said. I think yes. she said okay. Quinine. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I think isn't that a a drinks additive? <laughs> I just uh, it was your name. That's what I said. Well, I guess if the loom is broken and. You know, it doesn't matter that Agamedes did do it and no one else did it. Then we'll have to go repair it by actually going into... Oh, God, it already sounds like so much work. I don't know. Maybe we can pick up some uh, trinkets. Maybe Ooh. I can uh, find and kill Mr. Kipling, as I've promised. <laughs> oh, yes. It's Kipling. You did promise me. Mr. Kipling? I promised you Mr. Kipling, and I will get Mr. Kipling, for sure. His head on a platter. Mm. Oh, oh, no, that's not... Um, you can... Mm. Deli- oh, Eat it up. Eat up all the Mr. Yes, Kipling. Yes, delicious Mr. Kipling. That's what I asked for, and you said you knew yes. exactly where to get 
for Mr. Kipling. Absolutely. Yes, I know everything there is to know about Mr. Kipling. Mm. Uh, I know his height and its weight and <laughs> what what it feels to hold Mr. Kipling, even. Oh, I, yes. I know everything about Mr. Kipling. Yes. <laughs> you are not my favourites. Very, very well, then. Victoria, dear, did you say we had to go? Oh, you! Oh, you're talking to me. Um, we we have to go to the Victorian era, don't we? Yeah, uh, right, yeah, yes. but with dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, that won't that be pleasant? It'll be a nice day out. It's better than that time we went to um the the sixties, but everything you know, all of the humans were just clouds of dust. Yes, I was coughing for a very long time after that. It was, it was very difficult to navigate and talk to very, people, really. Very, very dry. How do you talk to a cloud of dust? Yeah, it was insanely dry. And sometimes you opened your mouth to talk to one of them and, and you accidentally <laughs> ate some of them, didn't you? It was yes, very... And you had to... You had to pray it wasn't something important. It got like, in underneath you know. yeah. my dentures and I could feel it there all gritty. Yeah. It's very disgusting. Hopefully I didn't just consume like Paul McCartney and I destroyed the dust I, I got it in my hair constantly. <laughs> Can't begin with that at all. Never again. <laughs> These, the many stories I'm sure you have. <laughs> but on this day and at this time... <laughs> you have to go to dinosaur Victorian London. <laughs> My questions are a rational sentence. Absolutely. How are you going to blend in? What are your aliases? What do mortals look like down there? What's your intended plan? Do you have any ideas, or is this uh, is this just a close your eyes and wing it? Oh, that feels like our wheelhouse. Our wheel mitt, even. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think you know. I guess we should probably try and look like dinosaurs, right? And how? How do we go about that? Uh, well, you know, for um, we had a little party last year, didn't we? And I, I got one of those inflatable God. dinosaur costumes. Only the one. Oh, I just the one, dear. So we all pile into the sh- the shipping is is quite expensive to get things maybe, sent here. Maybe you could use um a spell to make them into three. Uh, well, I'm I. It's not really my. Um, no, I can I can make you know my little sweeties. They they make people happy to see us or sometimes dead. You know when it's necessary but i i don't think they could no no dear no no queenie i don't think that's quite right again it's 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 quince it's quince yes yes dear that's what i said right okay um i think i think i think what we could do is one of us wears the dinosaur outfit and then the other two just paint ourselves green Oh, I'm on. I'm on board for painting green, and then Agamides can wear her loud inflatable dinosaur costume. It's, it was very funny, wasn't it? It was certainly a thing that you did. At can I still? Time. Can I still wear my slippers? Who 
Who would stop you? I mean, they are Victorian dinosaurs, so I think you have to wear clothes over the, over oh, the costume, right? Yes, you're quite right. I shouldn't let them see my dinosaur ankles or it might <laughs> cause chaos. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a riot if you don't even wear a hat, you know, so I think I think you ought to definitely wear your, your oh, shoes. Oh, there, there'll be something in the closet, dearie. I've got several thousands years worth of fashions in there. Good to know. I used to be quite a svelte young woman, you know. How are you going to fit the dinosaur in the svelte? Darling, we weave, we weave for a living. I think between the three of us, we can manage to let out some clothing. <laughs> good point, good point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, to clarify, this game does not involve rolling any dice. The one die I rolled at the start was the only dice that will be rolled, and the rest is entirely role play. Which I think um, augurs well. It's ominous. <laughs> the directionless <laughs> nature of our. Uh... Are you are you, are you enjoying the chaos, Jennifer? Oh yeah, are you enjoying it's, wrangling it's the chaos. It's fun being on this side of uh, the oh, microphone. Sh- isn't it? Shoes on the other foot. Is yeah. it? Oh, we're going to be extra chaotic today. I apologise. Really, really oddly enjoyable doing this voice, by the way. Just so oh, clear. I can tell you're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as a reminder, your focuses are tied to the types of spells that you can do. Yeah. So Helen, you've picked one from the book, which is Looking Glass, so that's sort of manipulating light and shadow. Um, Sarah, I'm assuming Woodsy the Woodland Owl is a small animal familiar, familiar. counts as. Yes. Um, so yeah. you can do sort of animal-related spells, talking to animals or summoning animal, am- <laughs> animals. Animals. Uh, minimums. Animals. Uh, minimums. And I mean, so funnily enough, Werther's originals aren't on yeah, this list already. The Werther's originals I'm seeing as kind of like um, sort of mind affecting abilities. So, like convincing someone to do your favor, maybe buying a bit of forgetfulness or for a big spell, poisoning them. Sure. Why not? Seems fair. That's less of a spell and more of that she just has a separate Werther's original that is deadly but you know by the way i if i if i use two spell tokens i can change my appearance but i feel like that's quite a lot of use of two spell tokens but then we get chaos and then maybe the spell tokens will come back i think it's that's fine true and I'll, okay, I'll, so I'll one of us can just person. paint ourselves green yeah i'll just be the one that's definitely a human is painted green <laughs> okay okay i'll i'll go in very slowly and painstakingly get into one of those stupid big like inflatable mm-hmm. with like the big head yeah the ones that and then are just so fun to see run or dance yeah i've attached like a, a nice hat to it and mm. i've dug out some of my uh some of my clothes from the victorian era and i don't think the corset's gonna work but i've definitely got a bustle and some skirts that i can kind of sew two of together to fit them around an entire dinosaur okay um Beautiful. i'm gonna cast my spell i'm gonna say mirror mirror in my hand make me the dinosauriest in the land okay so our first <laughs> magic so you're going to use um, the two available spell tokens. I'm afraid so. To cast a beautiful illusion on yourself and turn yourself into a, quite a convincing-looking dinosaur. Uh, yeah. Which is more. What, what what kind of dinosaur are you mm, choosing? Good question. Well, that is a good question. Um, I'm going to go with one of those small but horror like uh, carnivorous ones. What are they called? Raptors. Velociraptors. A velociraptor. Excellent. Got there in the end. Okay. So, like Ada Raptor, you too shall be a Velociraptor. Beautiful. 
I can get in with Ada very easily then. Mm, good point. Sphera just painting herself. Yes, but she's also going to like punch out an umbrella and put it round her head so she looks like a like one of those guys. What are they called? Yeah, the, the spitty ones. The one from Jurassic. Yeah, in Jurassic Park. Spitty, yeah. spitty <laughs> Oh, you're cute. You're cute. Ah. And then yeah. the frill, but in fact, it's just a green umbrella that she's wearing around her painted green face. <laughs> Great, <laughs> fabulous, wonderful, astonishing. Convincing. Okay, I think um, because you are definitely gifted as um, seamstresses and weavers, I'm not gonna. I don't think that takes any gift points and because uh vera's outfit is rubbish that also i don't think i'm going to charge you gift points for that either so uh <laughs> how dare you <laughs> oh. um, i think uh they're fair so all all uh, disguised as dinosaurs is it time to go down to the mortal realm um what, what are we <clears throat> what are we what are we doing again? We said we had uh, someone there. What was her name? Um, <clears throat> Billy. What is it? Tilly Rex. Tilly. Miss Tilly Rex. So Miss Tilly Rex is. Um, you have to make sure that, as was supposed to happen, Miss Tilly Rex and Miss Ada Raptor are betrothed to each other by the end of the Rex Breakfast Ball. The problems being that Ada. Raptor is bumbling and doesn't know much about high society manners. She also has nothing nice to wear until he has no idea who she is. So we've got to educating Rita. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't see that that particular reference coming out, but thank you. Yeah. Essentially it's a glow-up story. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like my favorite kind of story. <laughs> The, the listeners didn't see my eyebrows contracting <laughs> when I said that. Just want to clarify, not my favourite kind of story. But there you go. <laughs> Too late, we've judged no, you. No, come on. I found you guilty. Come on, Helen. It's, it's always important that a woman must change to be better in the eyes of a man. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> or we in this case, another female dinosaur. Mm. We yeah. must fluff our feathers and become more beautiful. Oh, now here's the question. Are these dinosaur feather dinosaurs? Oh, no. oh yeah! Classic Steven Spielberg. Lizardy are we going to get down there and everyone's going to be like, "Who are these weird bald bitches?" <laughs> They've the shaved their entire feathers. bodies. What the fuck? Ooh, um, do you want feathered dinosaurs? Is this what you're asking for, Sarah? Just look. Just tell me. Do you want feathered dinosaurs? I d- you know, it depends how accurate this universe is. I guess oh, obviously highly accurate. So. It's dinosaurs in Victorian London. Very so accurate. I mean, the most Think accurate. about it. Victorians were big on like keeping hair all nice and shit and mm. shaving properly and going to barbers. So it's maybe they have feathers in certain areas, mm. but not in other oh, areas. Oh my. Yeah. Here they are quaffed. If you get lucky, you might find out. All right, cool. I hope not. <laughs> What? You don't want sex with a Victorian dinosaur person? Are you sure? I'm a bit old for that, dearie. Touche. Prefer a nice night in with a book. I don't want to hear that either. never too old, I can Yeah, to be fair, I look like a dinosaur and my body isn't actually a dinosaur body, so I'm not convinced that would be wise. It could get a bit awkward, couldn't it? Look, sometimes witches got to get some. Um, uh, and I, I've just realised that I missed a trick in being a spitty dinosaur when I should have looked like the most impressive dinosaur of them all, Venusaur, the plant dinosaur that definitely. Oh right, 
Okay, you're right. You did miss a trick there, didn't you? Did Would you like to uh, like to change your retroactively, retroactively say, I'm a say you're a Venusaur? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still green, so. but I've got a big flower backpack on. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Amazing. Great. Great. Perfect. Still not good enough to, I think, deserve taking your gift points away. Um, Show-stopping, stunning. Possibly even less so. Never seen again. <laughs> You've cosplayed as Venusaur before. It was just in my cupboard. So, so the crones, you crones, take each other's hands and the winds of magic whip around you and with a blast of lightning, you appear in the place where your magic knows you need to go, Victorian London in Piccadilly Circus. Busy, but Victorian levels of busy. There are still tourists around you pointing, staring at buildings saying, oh, blimey, wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a device with which we could take some sort of image of ourselves to show that we were here. Alas, we're going to have to stand and appreciate the moment with each other. Remember it forever. And then one asshole in the corner who does indeed have a camera. Yeah. <laughs> They've also come from a different timeline. Well, Victorians cameras, had cameras. Cameras were invented in 1816. Oh, that's true. Are we suggesting dinosaur, every, dinosaur okay. um, yeah, scrap Victorians that. are behind no, every Every family's lugging around its own... Um, a giant. ...own uh, giant camera. They're like, one of them setting it up, head under the thing... And then is pulling the thing and then trying to run in front to get in, to join in the picture. Um, but they're never fast enough because it's immediate. <laughs> there's always just like a little edge of a dinosaur face. Um, and then there's uh, obviously a queue for the dinosaur McDonald's on the corner. Yes. <laughs> Standard. We have no problems with that yet. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll fine. We'll, we'll take you to task about cameras. We but... weren't going to let the camera thing slide, but McDonald's, that seems right. Every thank you. time. Yeah, thank you. Every time, gotta McDonald's. Got to get your Victorian nugs. So, what's the plan? Ooh, I guess we got to find I Tilly suppose we ought Ada. to find Alice. No. This, this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ada. Is it easier just to agree with her? And then it should be, it should be quite simple. We just explain the situation and um, no. they're engaged by oh, I, midnight. Oh, I I don't think we should do Ex- that. I I believe if I don't, I might not be wrong. I uh, I believe that the convention among dinosaurs when wedded is to um, lick the nose of the other one. I've heard this. We just have to make sure their mouths are really moist. Uh-huh. That's all we uh, need. Is that all? I've got some sweeties here. They need to be slathering all over the place. I I, I think. In in my day, it was quite easy. Your father said, "Here's your husband," and that was quite the end of that. Well, oh my God! So far, up until this day, that's also how it's worked in dinosaur Victorian London. But you don't see why we have to go around with all these newfangled ideas about love and such. Always just leads to trouble and people getting bricked up in caves because they were actually the incestuous product of their own family. Do you think yeah, we... Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about to... there was a young lady. I think her name was something like Antigone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh-huh. Or maybe it was... Maybe it was something else beginning with A. I'm running out Vera, of names do you think to get we mixed up stop with. Her, maybe. 
Ooh. I think it's easy just to ignore her. No, just if we if we keep talking like two human beings that know what's going on, then it's gonna be fine. I definitely know what's going on. I always know what's going on. Um, yes. Um, and as you dinosaur love, as you stand dinosaur here, um, licking, um, sort of chatting, discussing, bickering, perhaps, um, you notice a dinosaur uh, police officer wandering up to you with a baton under the arm and an old-fashioned police helmet on his head. And he says, hello, hello, hello. Um, can I help you find ladies? Venusaur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he looks at you um, quizzically. He says, uh, "You all right? We're a little bit lost, actually, officer. Uh, maybe you can help an old dinosaur and her nieces." I believe I can. He's got one eye still looking at Vera. <laughs> what can I do you for? Oh, we're looking for someone called Abigail. Oh, no, no, sorry, she means Ada. Ada. Ada, she means. Ada. Right. Ada. Her Ford, second Ford. name, I definitely remember. We, we could also be looking for Tilly Rex. Venusaur Tilly Rex. Oh, v- of the Rexes. Rex. Uh, yeah, what, why, of course, they live uh, uh, just down the road. In Oh, Ada Raptor as well. Where is Ada Raptor? Ada Raptor. Remember the second name. I, uh, I can't say I have heard of Ada Raptor. I perhaps do not circulate in the social circles of which you are speaking. But may I suggest you examine our wonderful new device for finding information the yellow pages i have believe there is a couple copy available for consultation in your nearest post office which is over here how lovely thank you very much do you have a sweetie not that one uh this one is this one okay that one's fine dear wonderful does this do anything? No, it's just a Werther's original. <laughs> he, uh, he unwraps it um, and puts it in his mouth and his eyes just light up. He says, why, that's incredible. I've never heard anything like it. Oh, you can get them in any supermarket. Right. Are you from out of town? Yes. yes. Thank you for your help, officer. A cab, see you later. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to beat someone up now. <laughs> what I figured. Goodbye. Bye. Have a nice day. <laughs> but I'm watching you. <laughs> okay, I think we can find Tilly Tilly Rex based upon. Um, are we going to do the classic? We could really just turn up and do a prophecy, couldn't we? Mortals always love a prophecy, and there was you very keen. 
To follow through, we could just do a bit of chanting and when shall we three meet again? It worked for that other fellow. Well, it didn't work out very well for him at all, but I think in the end everything was as it had to be. I, I think that might actually be a good idea if we say, oh, you will marry someone called A.R. Do you not think we are being a little bit too on the nose? Oh well, that you know, I I'm just I'm I'm very fond of that um, that play that nice young man wrote, and he was kind enough to put us in it. You know, the one where we waiting where for we... Godot. Yes, yes, that's the one. Hamlet, Hamlet, wasn't it? No, I was definitely waiting for Graham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We were in the background, weren't we? Just waiting for Graham, I assume. You played a bench. Um. But he was very grateful because we did him a prophecy. Yes, it all went very well for Graham. Yeah, Samuel Beckett loved it. Um, I'm afraid I can't. I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> Yes, but maybe because mm. I think you said, if I'm correct, that Tillman needed to marry um, Miss but Ava. It, it's I don't think it's enough just to tell Tilly she needs to be better. Like she, we need to refine her so that she will. Uh, it sounds gross, but we do need to make her no, more presentable. I, isn't, isn't I think it's the other way around. Yes. Yeah, it's age. It's so to clarify, it's, uh, it's could, Tilly. Well, <clears throat> Tilly's parents are going to. Uh, you need to make sure that they pick Ada as the. So what we can do is we do a prophecy for Tilly, and then we go over to Ada's and we make her mouth nice and slavery. Okay, I'm on uh, board with, with that. With the sweeties, yes. There's yes. Yes. Uh, as you stand still in the centre of Piccadilly Circus, um, discussing things, you do notice that. Um, the Bobby is still standing. Is has he stopped at the corner and is still watching you and taking a couple of little notes on his notepad? Hello. Yeah, that's just quite. And he said he waves at you jolly, and then continues taking notes. And um, so I'm going to give it's you. It's so a, nice uh, to see literacy <laughs> in the general population. Says, yes. Oh, I. Uh, I'm going to give you a spell token back um, because you've raised some suspicions there. You can have one of those back. Nice. So, I, are you going to go check out the yellow pages, get some addresses? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's pop over to the post office. Great. I think so. Pop to the post office. Pop. Um, Just need to get a tissue. Yeah. Go ahead. You know me. I snot everywhere all the time, nonstop. They call you snotty. Jenny. By the way, can I? Yeah. Can I clarify that the licking dinosaur thing was clearly me confidently misexplaining things? Oh, okay. Just so everyone <laughs> oh. knows. Um, I, I I figured none of you were picking up on it, and I was like, best just clarify. Um, that. I have no yeah, idea what I, you just said because I was getting a tissue. So I assume um I assume what you said is, can I just clarify that the dinosaur looking thing is how I courted Craig? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. We 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 forgot about uh, Quince's <laughs> annoying habit, which is to confidently misexplain things. Yeah. yeah, you've really you've really got to recall that element mm. of my character and be sure you try not to follow all of her things all the time. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were just it. very confidently inserting that part of the narrative. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's fine. 
cool why not <laughs> no absolutely absolutely not <laughs> oh dear um so you went to the post office and you um see ahead of you some um windows with people sitting behind them and over to the right there is a yellow book on a table that is held down with a chain and a queue of people waiting to peruse it. Wow. Well, maybe I could find somewhere to have a nice a little nap. It's been a long day, hasn't it? Must be nearly bedtime. <laughs> sure, you, you find you find a little chair to sit on. How's about that? There's a uh, there's a wooden bench over on the other wall. And there's currently a um, lady with a wide-brimmed hat with a huge feather. A dinosaur lady, I should, of course, explain. Of sitting, course. Uh, perching primly on uh, at one end of the bench with her purse on her knee. I'll, I'll waddle over in my inflatable dinosaur costume and kind of wrangle the tail over the bench. Mm. And just sit down and say, hello, dearie. Good afternoon. And then stares blankly off into the middle distance. I like thought a maybe it was... Night time and I would get to go to bed soon, you see. Is it only afternoon? Oh, that is a shame. Would you like a sweetie? Oh, no, thank you. Oh, well, more for me. Would you Would you like some snuff? No. Sure. Great. We all do coke. It's the Victorian era. And I'll just, <laughs> uh, I'll just put the and entire heroin. dinosaur head into the snuff box and go... <laughs> Oh, I can see you've done this before. Obviously, none of it, none of it actually gets into my actual nose because I'm wearing a giant inflatable dinosaur costume. Um, she follows suit and uh, throws her head back like, <laughs> that's how we get through the day. And sits and goes back to staring off into the middle distance just with much more dilated pupils. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am considering using some mundane magic in order to get rid of this mm. line. Um, what do we think about that? Don't what ask scares, for permission. Ask for forgiveness, what, whatever the saying is. What scares dinosaurs? Because Are they like elephants? Is it mice? Are they really scared of mice? I don't, I don't <laughs> Are they scared of the concept of an apocalypse destroying their very world? Oh yeah, maybe you could just like maybe you could just do the illusion of a you could do the light of an oncoming meteor. I mean it's a small illusion, but I suppose I could do it out on the <laughs> yeah, window. Yeah, but if you could just do it reflected window, on I? the window and then be like, oh no, yeah, another that meteor. That almost killed us so many thousands of years oh, ago. Oh dear, we might die. Mm. Yeah, maybe I could do that. <laughs> what do you think? Um for a light illusion using your light magic? Yeah, I think so. Um, with a little, how do you cast your magic? Uh, my mirror. So I, I speak into my mirror, and the mirror kind of does. It okay. has to rhyme though. Yeah. So go on, rhyme mm -hmm. something with meteor. <laughs> um. Okay. Mm. <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mirror, mirror on the floor. Make this image of a meteor. Nailed it right off the bat. There you go. Do you have to put Whoa. the mirror on the floor for that to work? I do have to do that, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm accepting wow. that concept. How fast could I think? Yeah. So fast. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll cast a, a meteor on, on the window and go, oh my, looks like there's a meteor coming. We best all go outside and have a look at it, just in case it's a dangerous meteor. A couple of dinosaur gentlemen in front of you t uh, in the queue turn, look at the window and go, what, what? Not again. Oh, rather. I say, should we abandon our places in the queue and go look outside? I think we must rather, Charles, isn't it? Yes, rather. Brian, let us go. 
and they they waddle outside because they are diplodocuses and this is a this must be a very, very big post office very large post office um yeah they uh <laughs> they abandon their place in the queue um and dash outside and the woman on the bench uh hears you talk of a meteor and her eyes go wide and she grabs you on the arm um Agamedian says I can't do it again and um dropping everything <laughs> runs screaming out of the door <laughs> um yelling to the sky it's coming it's coming uh annihilate annihilation is nigh the end of the world is nigh oh gods oh gods please save us oh gods falls to her knees in the middle of the street screaming Cool, um, we're going to start a riot. That's what I like yeah. to hear. Chaos! Um, I love some chaos. <laughs> so while I think can I, it was... Can I pick up her snuff? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Well, <laughs> I, I let me answer on your behalf, yeah. Jen. <laughs> Tuck it in my Werther's Originals bag. Um, so while I think uh, it was one spell token to cast that minor illusion, I'm going to give it you right back because I think you've caused some minor um, disturbances there in return. Those are your consequences. Excellent. <laughs> a magical time was had yeah, by all. So you currently have two chaos tokens uh, well, and one spell token available. Um, and the queue has gone. So no waiting around. Waiting's for chumps. Nice. It is. Sure. We don't have time for that shit. Let's have a look at it then. So we're looking for Ada Raptor and Tilly Rex. Yeah. And I'm just running my finger. I'm not really actually looking at it. I'm just running my finger down it, looking like I'm looking the at problem it. With the problem with And hoping that Vera will point <laughs> it out. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just sort of pushed your finger off the page. I imagine your finger's still just going up and down, even though it's not. <laughs> and then I'll just... I'll flip to the R's. Raptor near the top. Um, I mean... The problem is the yellow pages is still, this is clearly still an early prototype because they've gone and made it from regular paper, (laughs) which is perhaps not the best product for dinosaurs with dinosaur hands. Um, So you're having maybe, you're having a slight problem trying to actually turn any of the pages in this book. But Vera has human hands. Yes, I'm just the person dressed as a dinosaur. That's true. I was like, hang on. You are. That's helpful. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it is. It's definitely circu- mm. like circumvented your puzzle. Did we solve your yellow pages puzzle, Jen? <laughs> the yellow pages puzzle. <laughs> Gosh, you're just too smart for me. My human hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's con- oh, look at these bitches. <laughs> and, um, you notice uh, the few dinosaurs that didn't run outside screaming. See you turn the pages with ease. And you hear a whisper. Have you seen? Oh my gosh. Have you seen that dinosaur there? turning pages incredible never seen anything like without it. a page turner <sighs> without a page turner my my gosh we really are evolving <laughs> okay the, these omanites are really freaking me out now we need to let's let's hurry up um excuse me excuse me uh, el- eligible young dinosaur lady and a, 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 um, another dinosaur, mid, a sort of middle-aged dinosaur woman um, comes over to you and says, uh, you seem to have a, a wonderfully shaped hands. Could I possibly convince you to marry my son and give me incredible offspring, children, grandchildren? No? Yes? Would you like to marry my son? And he comes up behind her and he's 
got a very fine moustache. Our wedding, wouldn't that be charming? I love a summer <laughs> wedding. Then it's agreed. I believe that this must be your mother. No. Should she, we shake on one, it and bind our children no, in this, matrimony? This is just some old piece of shit. Oh, hello. And um, God. she just reaches out and shakes the dinosaur's hand because she doesn't know what's going on. Excellent. Oh, jeez. Is she your mother? She does not speak for me. Are you her mother? No. My dear lady. She's barely hey, a friend. I, yes, very nice to meet you. Well, then it's a pass. That's how matrimony works in Victorian London. We'll see you at the Rex Breakfast Ball to discuss the arrangements. Oh, don't. Oh, isn't that lovely, Verity? You've made a friend. I don't like any of this. Come, Jonathan. We must buy you a tuxedo. (laughs) What kind of dinosaur is Jonathan, just out of curiosity? A huge one. Dinosaur. Jonathan is. You know what? I didn't think to get a list of dinosaurs. Yeah. Stegosaurus. Jonas, uh, Jonathan is a handsome Stegosaurus um, person. Stegosaurus. With um, I have a quick question about mm. the dinosaurs of Victorian mm. dinosaur London. Have they kind of evolved to be <laughs> slightly humanoid dinosaurs, or are they straight up just dinosaurs? Uh, think about it too hard are they like teenage mutant ninja yeah, turtle exactly. style dinosaurs you know, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. bit dinosaur a bit person isn't it okay cool they're whatever you want them to be okay i still don't want to marry them it's whatever you need to, them to be in the moment and it's most amusing <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going to give you another chaos token back for that one so now you have two spell tokens <laughs> and one chaos nice so you you um with ease and your opposable thumbs that are so attractive to the local population. Um, you flip through the book and find addresses for both Miss Tilly Rex and Miss Ada Rapture. I will not specify those addresses. They are in London. Number one, London. Number one, London. And number five, London. Wow, they live very close together. You could have said London Street and London Road. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> Isn't number one, London a real thing, though? Is it? Is it? Isn't that where the Duke of Wellington live or something? Really? Number one. One, two, three. London Street. <laughs> Why does Apsley Four, five, House have the address London number Avenue. one, London? Southwest Long Piccadilly to Hyde Park Corner. Oh. There you go. Yeah, number one, London. Number one, London. So there is a number it's one. It's a real house. Uh, it's called Apsley. It's also called Apsley House and it was home to the first Duke of London for years. I don't know why I knew that. Brains. But there you go. Number one, London. Strange strange London facts with Rolf's heart. <laughs> <laughs> It's an educational podcast. Trust me. Oh, highly educational. <laughs> I think it's because I'm low key obsessed with the Duke of Wellington for some reason. Yeah. Oh, let's not deep dive onto I that. I have his. I have his. Uh, I have his bust on my desk at work. <laughs> but just a mini one. Just a mini one. A bust of his face or a bust of his bust. <laughs> <laughs> I shan't answer. <laughs> Uh, you you answer by not answering. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. I just love feeling the Duke's nipples. <laughs> Is what I often say to myself as I arrive at work in my respectable workplace. Morning, everyone. I'm just going to fondle the Duke's nipples. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> oh, oh dear. 
Um, anyway. Okay. So let's go to these addresses that are definitely shall we, addresses. Shall we go and shall we go and do mm. a prophecy? Oh, I love a good prophecy. Okay. Can I do the let's rhymes? Pro- yes, you seem to be very good at them. I'm surprised you volunteered. You didn't need us to just throw you in it. Yes, yes, you're That's very good favorite. at the rhymes, aren't you, Quaver? <laughs> yes. 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 You did me that nice rhyming birthday card last year. Yes, it was a really good rhyme on that birthday yes. card. Can you remember it? No, remind me what it is. I'm very forgetful. <laughs> it's like a game of Happy Russian birthday. roulette and you both just keep spinning it and handing <laughs> the gun to each other. Happy birthday, you old hag. I bought you a lovely bag. Yes, it was very it was a very nice bag as well. Yes, it was Hermes. Ooh. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you'd given her a bag. It was actually a very bag, nice bag. It was an actual bag. <laughs> get you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, if you can spin all of time, you can afford a Hermes bag, let's be real. Why not? Chase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have some perks, right? Um, so off you try. Are you going first to Tilly Rex's house or to Ada Raptor's house? Let's do the prophecy first. Prophecy first. first. Yeah. Prophecies yeah. first. Everything else. Has later. everybody got their chant ready? We could ring on the doorbell and say, hello, we're traveling prophesiers. We're here to give you a prophecy. Or these people love <laughs> seances, don't they? We could Ooh. pretend to do a, Ooh, a seance, seance a and say that we're talking to their dead relatives they always get quite excitable about that no that's not a bad idea from a person who's had a billion bad ideas (laughs) well you know broken clock is right twice a day is that correct time has no meaning for us (laughs) let's go do a seance Great. So you um you hitch a cab and rock up to number one London, where the eligible Miss Tilly Rex dinosaur is living. And I assume you go up and just knock on the front door. Yes. Mm. And it is opened by a very smartly dressed triceratops with um a bow tie. Hello. Can I help you? Would you like a sweetie? Thank you, but we do not require sweeties at this time. And he goes to shut the door on you. Oh, no, that was just uh, for on. you personally. We're here to see the lady of the house, please. Yeah, uh, hold on, shield on. We've got a real interesting <laughs> proposition for you. Do you have an appointment? Does fate make an appointment when it knocks on the door? Usually, everybody makes appointments, including Mr. Fate, the lawyer. Well, I really think you should take this, sweetie, and I'd like to use my Werther's Originals to cast a little spell. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Just to um, spell points available. I think just a little spell a little to spell. make him feel like he wants to do us a little favour. He just thinks I'm such a sweet old lady that he'd like to help me. Um, you could mm. also alternatively use your moxie. Oh, I if could you use my like moxie. Some yes, gift points. I forgot um, that I could moxie. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very forgetful. 
Shame. <laughs> I, and and if if you fail, I could use my gift points of muscle just to p- push this fucker out of the way. Um, I think yes, I will um <clears throat> use a point of I guess Moxie. Yes, Moxie is cast um, a simple spell. No, uh, just to uh, do something. Um, you can use charming. it in a mundane way. Yeah. You can just use it to maybe oh, charm lovely. him. It's yes, just... I'd like to go full grandma mm. and make him feel a bit sorry for me mm-hmm. and make it sound like I, I thought I'd made an appointment, but I forgot that I hadn't. But it's very important and I don't get to see very many people these days at home on my own. I get very lonely and I was so looking forward to it. And the uh, butler, you see a little softness come to his eye as his mind goes off to his own dear grandmama, who also sits at home alone, battling around her little house and cussing about strangers coming into the country, (laughs) as old people do. (laughs) But he loves her very much. (laughs) So he decides, you remind her just of him. Him of just sentence. Of her. Yeah. You remind him of her. Yeah, sure. And um, he says, I'll speak to the lady of the house. Um, Could you just let her know that we've had a message from the great beyond, from her great grandmother, and we came here immediately because we believe she has a message for her. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll turn to the others and just go, Victorians love that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to tell everyone I have made a poem. So whenever that's necessary, I will be there. It's not my best, but it will (laughs) do. So the butler disappears. Uh, He opens the door and invites you into a waiting room at the front of the house. It's beautifully decorated. Wallpapers, elegant wallpapers on the wall and silk couches for you to sit on, like some cut flowers in a vase upon the table, and a roaring fire, because these houses are cold, even in the middle of the summer. So in a moment, the butler opens the door and he says, My lady, Evelyn Rex, and in sweeps an older dinosaur uh, lady with a, in a beautiful silk gown, a day dress, and she comes in and nods to you demurely and says, I believe you have a message for me from my great grandmama like or my great great grandmama either would be wonderful is hello lady evergreen yes it would be absolutely marvelous if i could gather all my high society chums together and you could give us all messages from the beyond we're only focusing on your family specifically at the minute but we can work on that maybe we'll we'll have a look yes, and see if we can find future. any of them in the beyond. If you like the message you hear today, maybe we'll arrange another seance for your house. And we might give there. you a free one next time. This is your free trial, and then if you enjoy the service, you can pay the subscription and we'll come as often as you like, straight to your house. How convenient. Well, marvellous. That would be fantastic. Let me gather my family together so that you may seances all absolutely at once please come through to the seancing room jeffrey jeffrey show them the seancing room i shall gather my dear husband and daughter immediately and she 
wafts I wouldn't say no to a cup of tea either. It's been a long, long journey. And tea for them, please, Geoffrey. Tea immediately. And Geoffrey um, leads you through to another room that is the uh it's it's a perfect goth fan victorian room of course it's got um they've clearly redecorated recently in line with recent trends black wallpaper they've painted the ceiling black nice the uh candlesticks are black they've um been encouraging spiders to gather up in the every spider in the house has clearly been moved into this room to go up near the ceiling create some nice spiders webs and there's a small dinosaur sitting in the corner with a flute who's playing atmospheric background music <laughs> i love it and it's just what a there, fabulous room. 24 hours a day in case he's needed nods to you as you come in <laughs> do 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 we acknowledge this aerodactyl or do we just pretend no. he's not here one doesn't acknowledge the help dearie that would be very gauche oh very gauche. Very gauche. Sorry. I don't know why that got me. And uh, Jeffrey comes in with a tray and he says, yes, please ignore our pterodactyl. And lays the tea on the table, pours you each a cup, and uh, says, please help yourself to a Ouija board. And the oh. family will be here momentarily. And in a second, in sweeps Evelyn and Charles um, Rex with their eligible young daughter, I assume because this is a dinosaur world and these are T-Rexes, we get straws with our tea because we can't lift them all the way. They can't lift them all the way to their mouths, Mm -hmm. which does mean that I can actually drink the tea through my Mm -hmm. dinosaur, although it kind of looks like I've stuck it in my neck because my head is actually... (laughs) not. Well, you you know, she she had a tracheotomy. Yeah. Oh, I say. It's easier this way. Oh, it's all the rage. It's all the rage. If if you go down to Fleet Street, they'll just give you a tracheotomy for five shillings. Did you hear that, Evelyn? We could get a tracheotomy for five Does shillings. for the humours. You can get a haircut and a tracheotomy for a, like a very reasonable price. And then a pie, really, I hear. Fleet Street. And then a pie, yes. You can get pies too. It's why lovely. But you should really try to. Tilly pulls on her father's um, shirt sleeves and says, Oh, please, Papa, I'd love a pie and a tracheotomy. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> he says, Anything for you, Tilly. my cherub. And pats her on the head and says, let's find out what the ghosts have to say to us today. And they um, say, should we seat ourselves? Please seat, take a seat, our venerable hags. <laughs> and <laughs> we shall sit here and speak to us from beyond the grave. And they all hold hands like in excitement, like, ooh, we're doing it again. I'm going to be like the, um, you know, the, is it the Fox Sisters? Is that what they're called? And they were the young girl type things. Mm. So, you know, like waifs, if you will. Yes. So, yeah. I I am the waif. I shall be waifing today. And oh, I'm, I love a waif. I'm quite old enough that I am practically on the other side of the veil myself. It makes it yes, much the, easier. The Do you, oh, this one must be the crone, uh, Papa. I'm, and which one I are you? I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle for all the ghosts that fall between that spectrum wonderful sometimes you need sometimes you need a wave sometimes you need a crone sometimes you need a middle-aged lady of course the most um scary of all (laughs) 
A spinster, yes. Although a spinster. A spinster. she did get a, a lovely offer of marriage in the post office earlier, and I hope you'll come to the wedding. Oh, you see, uh, at, at talk of marriage, you see the whole family. Uh, you see the parents look at Tilly and glance, share a glance between each other. And Tilly's there. She knows that you know it's on the cards, and they say. The mother, uh, Evelyn, says, well, speaking of marriage, um, it would be wonderful if we could get maybe perhaps some guidance on that front from beyond, from our ancestors, our spiritual forebears. Oh, we can certainly ask the question, dearie. I shall focus my brain on marriage. Well, then, let's light a candle and, um, you know, all the other spooky things. We've got to do a chant, remember? Oh, yes, the chant. Yes. How oh, does it go? Um, Uga haka, uga haka, uga haka. We all chant something different, and it sounds like an audio nightmare. <laughs> it's chaos. Um, it is okay, chaos. So, uh, it is chaos. So Quince, Quince like, uh, shoots back in her chair and sort of like... Uh, stiffens mm-hmm. as if something is coming inside, coming inside it, and then she sort of like um, uh, what's the word? Uh, then leans down, looking looking like she's got something in her, like <sighs> and then she looks directly at Tilly in the eyes yeah. and goes, "Tilly Rex is looking for love." She has her hat and her glove. What a glorious time it will be by far when she marries the dinosaur A.R. <gasps> Father, did you hear? And um, Charles uh, Rex Quince, grips Quince. the hand of Evelyn. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to spend a um, moxie point for doing that, by the way, for a little charm. Um, Absolutely. Little charm. Perfectly fine. Um, and Evelyn says, oh, wow. Gosh, a message that sounds so clear. That sounds exactly like how my great, great, great grandmama used to speak. She did love rhymes, so I hear. <laughs> yes. You know how the Georgians were? No. <laughs> Possibly. Edwardians, I think. Maybe. I have no idea Edwardians. who came when. You know how the before dinosaurs the were. <laughs> the pre uh, The older dinosaurs. <laughs> Listen, everything between, uh, I mean, everything with uh, the year AD up to the Tudors is a mystery. And then our, everything after the Tudors um, uh, up to World War One also a mystery. Those are. It's Jesus, Vikings, Tudors, Victorians, World War yeah. One. You forgot the Romans, Absolutely. but like. And there's Egyptians and Romans and Greeks in there somewhere. I don't know when Romans overlap. They're like, <laughs> Jesus, up to some point. When did Romans yes. stop? <laughs> <laughs> they know. never stopped. They're still here among us. <laughs> Sus. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, Quince is slumped in in her chair and is is just absolutely just pretending to be like basically passed out. And you must remember, young Tilly. Mm. Listen well to these words of wisdom. Wait, fuck! I got your name right. I got. I was about. I was about to shoot up and go. Wait, I, like I come out of my trance and go. You got her name right. Yeah, yeah. I get everybody's name right. I'm very good at names. I never forget a name. 
now. I slump back down. <laughs> yeah, I push Quince back down in the chair like, oh, she's so worn now, out. Now, <laughs> now, Quest, darling. I, I keep her down in a chair knowing she'll shoot back up to try and correct her name again. Like, now. oh, the spirits have taken their toll on her. Oh, yes, Listen yes. well to the wisdom of one who has lived many years more than you and shall live many years yet. Love is very strange. And sometimes can't quite understand it. But everything usually works out in the end, so long as you don't accidentally kill your father and marry your mother. Right, we have to go. Right. You see um, the parents sort of look a little confused at this point. They said, it's not, it's not really rather... It's a little unusual this week. And one last piece of advice, dear. The most important mm. piece of advice I can possibly give is this. Mm. <clears throat> Always go to the bathroom when you have the chance. You don't know when you'll have the next uh, one. That's now that's very <laughs> wise. No, yes, rather, that is very, that is wise. Even if you think truly, you don't need it. Truly, you are three wise women. Dinosaurs. Um, well, thank, thank you, Crone, and thank you, Waif. Middle-aged woman, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Any wisdom? Oh, you, you know, invest wisely <laughs> in coal. <laughs> we already have. How do you think we're so rich? Excellent. <laughs> well, um, uh, eat the rich. We have to go. <laughs> yes. Good. Thank you so much. Uh, we, we will consider your subscription offer. This was excellent, wasn't it? Jeffrey, please, please give, show our guests out. And um, Charles Rex pulls out a crisp uh, five pound note, which is like this this nice. size so absolutely money. enormous like <laughs> how, a2 how, how generous <laughs> this is victorian era um and says thank you for your wise guidance oh i've got a little bit of advice for you as well young man oh my god no more <laughs> oh, I, i'm af i'm afraid you're not getting any more money <laughs> no 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 just mm. a free piece of advice that bow tie makes your head look very wide. I should find a neckcloth, maybe, instead. That, that is very wise. Thank you. I shall go immediately to Fossil and Horn Haberdashery to procure myself a neck thing that isn't a bow tie. I think that's, that's a great idea. Um, should we go now? Yeah, we've changed so many lives here today. Oh, powerful, powerful magic. Our lives never will be the same. And I kind of link arms, link arms with them both to help me hobble down the steps outside the house. And I say, well, that's that. Let's go home. That was everything we needed to do, wasn't no, it? We're, we're only about 50% done, maybe 35% done. Hard to say. You've been listening to Roll Plus Heart. Today we played Mundane Magic, a game by Lisa Penrose. This episode was the first of two parts. It was originally going to be a one-shot, but for various reasons, not least my terrible timekeeping whenever I'm GMing, we split it into two parts. The next and final part will be out in two weeks. 
Your GM was me, Jen Blundell, and your players were Bex Watson as Agamidi the Old, Helen Gaffney as Quince the Sparkly, and Sarah Keep as Vera the Convivial, yet irascible. Our music was composed by David Shaw. Music mixing and mastering was by Mark Anderson. All of our links and contacts are at rollplusheart.com. Want to tweet at us? You can. Want to join our Facebook group? You can. Want to cover your body yaddy yaddy with merch church church? You can. Just go to rollplusheart.com to find all the links, including to our Redbubble page for merch, or you can search for us directly at rollplusheart. If you'd like to help us out, please spread the word about the podcast. The absolute best advertising is word of mouth. So by subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a written review or a star rating or telling someone about it, you can really help us out. If you want to hear more from the Roll Plus Heart crew, you can find Sarah on Twitter at Penguin Panic, where she says her awesome art. Beck streams art and games on Twitch at Starling Girl. And me and Sarah are also in the actual play podcast Quest Fantastic about a party of retired adventurers who must hit the road once more to rescue an old friend. I also host Jen and the Film Critic, a film review podcast about all the latest cinema releases. The next episode of Roll Plus Heart will be out on Wednesday, 13th of April. As I said, that will be the second and final part of this session of Monday Magic. What will those crones get up to next? Oh, those livable hags. See you then. Okay, shall we do this? Energy, energy, energy. I haven't decided on my podcaster voice in there yet. <laughs> okay. Is Jen really unexpectedly going to be the low, slow, sexy one? Ooh. Maybe. Oh. Oh. In a world. <laughs> in a world. Hello. 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 And welcome. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Hello. podcast. Hello, Chuck. Um, okay.